Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Jonas and Mercy. Does thou understand my English tongue? Answer me. Will you from me? 
Metamorphose. Hey Sinners, Sean here on a quick solo episode. Uh, why would I do that, you say? Well, I wanted to roll out a couple of folk horror movies and um, a couple of folk horror novels for y'all because in March we're doing folk horror every week, all month long, and we're incredibly excited about it. Um, the films I put together just by, you know, curating a, 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 a couple of uh, lists that and from people that I trust. Um, so we'll go over a couple of folk horror movies. Sinners, I know you live and breathe horror. The reason I'm doing this is because folk horror as a subgenre is fairly new. You know, it launched in the early 70s with Witchfinder General, Blood on Satan's Claw, and The Wicker Man. Um, and it wasn't really... It, it wasn't a subgenre that was played all that much on... Uh, you know, uh, Creature Feature uh, and Chiller Theater and the 4 o'clock movie so and the Late Late Show. Folk horror was a miss there, you know? Hey, shame on us. But it tends to be a, a, a genre that gets missed. So I just wanted to put a couple of movies on your radar. And we had the absolute good fortune to have Emily Hughes, the curator and creator of the readjumpscares.com website recorded with us this weekend and we talked about the wicker man and bin somar emily being the absolute gem that she is emailed me shortly after and sent me a list of hard of folk horror novels that she recommends and if emily use recommends something you run through the fucking wall like the kool-aid man to the local bookstore now i say the local bookstore to go by that. So, sorry for the profanity, but I get very passionate about Emily's uh, suggestions. So, um, I will post that list in the show notes, but I would also like to go over these books because they're so incredible. And I've read a couple, so it's, you know, it's all about me. So, uh, Emily starts with The Unmothers by Leslie J. Anderson. Now, she brings us up on our episode, and she said it was just absolutely fantastic. So, what did I do? Of course, I bought it. Then we go to The Ritual, oh, by Adam Neville. Boy, oh, boy. Not only is this book so frightening, and all of these books that I'm going to uh, uh, suggest to you, that Emily's suggesting to you, of course, are so well written. Um, with distinctive voices and just the characterizations off the charts and the atmosphere is just oozing off the page. The Ritual is not only such a fine novel, but it is an incredible film. And we're actually going to be doing that the week after our episode with Emily drops. So you get to look forward to Shannon and I talking about The Ritual. It's one of my favorite Hokefar, because Hokefar, all right, yeah. Or look, it happened. You heard it, and I said it, and let's just get past it. So from now on, we're just going to be talking about more Hulk for her. <laughs> Fucking dumb mouth. Okay, so then we have Loot by Jennifer Thorne. Um, this also was brought up on our episode that we did together, and uh, Emily just said it's, it's an absolute banger. Revelator by Daryl Gregory. Now this one I have on my TBR. It's sitting on my nightstand. I've had it for a couple of years now. 
I'm going to have to scoot that one up and read it sooner. This happens to be one of Emily's favorites from the past few years. So come on, you know that's the next book I'm going to read. Then we have Wilding Hall by Elizabeth Hand. Um, it's one of uh, Emily's all-time favorites. So again, I'm, do you need anything more? Come on, don't be silly. The Twisted Ones by T. Kingfisher. Now, T. Kingfisher can do no wrong in my eyes. I just love her works. And this one's inspired by Arthur Machen's The White People. Then we have The Lonnie by Andrew Michael Hurley. Now, I remember the cover to The Lonnie, and I remember a lot of praise for it. But Emily brings up a good point that he's writing some of the best contemporary folk horror out there and he's largely unknown in the u.s so let's sort of, come on let's get out there let's no, nobody likes a quitter let's get out there and buy those books and put some reviews out online and hit up goodreads and say boy oh boy come on united states of america let's make andrew michael hurley's day and that's enough of that and then oh boy then we have jackal by aaron e adams okay a little a little sidebar Saw Erin E. Adams in October at the Strand Bookstore here in New York. And who was she with? None other than Rachel Harrison, Clay McLeod Chapman, Nat Cassidy, and who happened to be the moderator? Cassandra Caw. I mean, my eyes are rolling back in my head right now just remembering that night. Every single one of them was as nice as they are talented. They made for an incredible hour and a half. And I'm just going to put this out there, uh, sinners. I'm lucky enough that uh, you know they are all uh, based fairly close to where I live. But keep your eyes open. You got you kind of have to you know got to stay fast and loose online, and you got to you know follow your favorite authors on Instagram, um, and uh, uh, subscribe to their newsletters, and you know they'll they'll eventually make it to your town and go see them in person these people are just crazy with personality and they always have great stories and it's it's just an absolute trip to go see them live you know i love that stuff okay back to the books so then we have the next one is Slewfoot by brahm and all i'm going to say is this if you hold the um the novel Slewfoot and you look at the cover and you still don't want to buy it i can't help you Oh, this next one, Harvest Home. How about that? Harvest Home by Thomas Tryon. Are you friggin' kidding me? Vintage American folk horror, says Emily. And you know what? Not that she needs me to, but I co-sign on that. Harvest Home is not only such a great novel. Oh my God, I just, I like my teeth hurt. It's so good. It messed me up when I was a kid, when I read it. I'm going to reread it so it can mess me up uh, as an adult. It's got a halfway decent made-for-TV movie as well. If you can find it, check it out. It really is good. I was just about to say, I was really going to sell it and say it really is not that bad. It's actually good. Check it out. You're going to like it. And then the last one we have here is uh, Lanny, L-A-N-N-Y, by Max Porter. Emily, thank you so much for this list. Like I said, I'm going to put this in the show notes. Um, just incredibly grateful for not only to you for not only coming on the show but providing this incredible list for us so thanks all right why don't we talk some folk horror movies so we had mentioned that the trifecta of folk horror began with blood on satan's claw the wicker man and uh witchfinder general so if you're new to folk horror start there these movies all came out in the early 70s and they are all unbelievable and the great thing is they're fairly 
they're fairly, I mean, they're all unique in their own right, and they're fairly different. They all have the similarities that folk horror tends to have, which is a rural setting. Try that again with my uh, mush mouth. A rural setting. Uh, isolation. Um, uh, the, the elements of paganism or the occult or the supernatural or, I mean, if we're lucky, all three. I mean, how great is that when you get all three of them bouncing around there? And then the last one, of course, is sacrifice. So <laughs> things things tend to go poorly for our protagonists in folk horror. And isn't that just the best? Isn't that? Isn't that what we came for? So uh, when I settle in with a good folk horror movie that I haven't seen before, I the anticipation of what's going to happen to this poor schlub is so intoxicating. It's like my toes are curling right now just thinking about it. Sorry to make that weird, everyone. Okay, so let's go over a couple of movies. So I'm just going to put these on your radar. Not really going to go into them. I'm just going to mention the titles, the year that they were released, and check them out because every single one of these is a real gem. So I'm going to start with some of the older ones. Um, let's see, Japan, uh, 1964, we got Koidan. Uh, then uh, in Russia, in 67, we got V. That's V I Y. Uh, then, oh my goodness, how about going all the way back to 1922? Haxon. Whoop. Boy, that's a deep cut. Um, so that's some of our uh, that's some of our older movies. Uh, then let's let's go to like the eighties. How about Serpent in the Rainbow from nineteen eighty eight? Wes Craven just tormenting poor Bill Pullman all day long, and I am here for it. Uh, then uh, ninety nine, we had the Blair Witch Project. I mean, that is like quintessential folk horror. We have all the elements there. Rural setting, isolation, uh, the, the, not only we have the occult, we have the supernatural, and we have paganism. Uh, and then sacrifice, boy howdy, you bet we do. Uh, okay, so now let's we're going to slide into a couple of the newer ones because the interesting thing that's been happening is that we have had a resurgence lately. Let's start with The Wailing from 2016. Now, Shannon and I are actually going to talk about this film a couple months from now, uh, closer to the summer. We're doing a whole month of foreign frights, so we're going to talk about international um, horror movies, and this is definitely going to be one of them. Now, sinners, be warned. I know I bitch and moan about uh, movie length all the time. Don't worry. I hear myself as well. Um, this one's two and a half hours long, and I just hung on every second of this film. It starts out as one movie, and it transitions into another movie, and it ends as something altogether different, and it's it's just remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable. So that's the wailing. Then um, oh, we have movies like uh, like The Witch, or as we at Simple Cuts like to pronounce it, The Witch, and uh, that came out in 2018. And that is, I mean, come on, I mean Robert Eggers, you know, check it out if you haven't already. Um, then we have movies like, uh, oh, how about this one that just came out last year, Men by, by Alex Garland? It's bonkers. And I mean that as, as a sincere compliment. It's bonkers. Um, 2011's Kill List by Ben Wheatley, possibly my favorite folk horror movie. 
it is so propulsive and so dreadful and it just culminates in an ending that sticks the landing so hard it should be called Simone Biles unbelievable uh I how about uh, La Llorona from 2019, uh, Haga from 2017? You know, th- these are all really, really good films, and I think it's a if you if you want to get into folk horror or you're already into folk horror but maybe you haven't seen some of these, yeah, you know what? Cut your teeth on these on these guys. They're just they don't disappoint. None will disappoint. So. Shannon and I are really, really excited to spend the month, uh, you know, talking about full car. We are going to talk about the ritual. We have already recorded an episode with Emily Hughes for Midsommar and for The Wicker Man. We're definitely going to talk about Blood on Satan's Claw, and we're going to end it with Witchfinder General. So we're going to hit upon those, you know, the trinity, so to speak, of folk horror. We're certainly talk about a couple more and put some more films on your radar but uh that's really all i've got i just wanted to um you know maybe point you in a direction that uh for stuff that you hadn't seen or uh, hadn't read emily use thank you so much for for providing um that uh list of full car fiction have a great night and i can't do anything until shannon takes us out of here but she's not here so it's up to me and if you walk into the woods and you feel a folk horror chill, you may scream to the heavens, and that is a cart. Guess what, suckers? I lied. I'm back. Because I'm bad at my job. I forgot to mention the documentary Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched, A History of Folk Horror. Let me tell you something, sinners. If you haven't seen this documentary, it's three hours and 14 minutes of folk horror goodness. Watch this documentary. It is, it's so thorough and it's so entertaining and the interviews are incredible. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to put that on your radar because I'm a jughead and I forgot to mention it. So, Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched. Check it out. Um, I do believe it's on Shudder. 99% sure it's on Shudder. So, that's it. All right, check it out. Sorry, I'm out. This time I mean it. I won't come back. <laughs> It was upon a llama's night when corn rigs are bonny. Beneath the moon's unclouded light, I held a while to Annie. The time went by with careless heed till tween the late and early. With small persuasion, she agreed to see me through the bar.